Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney. And Doug, for the last couple weeks, we have had multiple guests on the show. So we've been kind of overlooking the news part of Rope Drop Radio. So today we are bringing you all the latest news going on at the parks. But Doug, let's start with the biggest news, and that is uh, Hurricane Irma is coming right now, really, when this when this show goes online. Uh, that massive hurricane will be hitting Walt Disney World. Yeah, we'll be tracking up the coast somewhere. We don't know yet where it's going to go. So hopefully everybody in Florida is safe, sound, takes precautions. So first off, we hope everybody, you know, safety and health, that sort of thing. But, you know, onto the park side of it, how does it affect the parks? Well, last year we saw a closure from Hurricane Matthew, was it, Derek? I, I can't remember. I don't even think I said was, Irma right. Ah, you're cut. I think it was Matthew that rolled through and uh we saw one evening get cut short in the parks so this one's a little bigger it's like a massive hurricane it's it's not just a cat five it's like crazy big um already seen it roll through some of the our favorite cruise ports which is really hard to look at the st thomas st martin pictures Having been there, um, not sure what the cruise line will do for a while with their Eastern Caribbean cruises, but a storm with 185 mile an hour winds is nuts. So hopefully everybody's safe and sound. We'll start there. But let's go into the Disney side. I touched on the cruise line. So a little bit of the news is they have canceled the Disney Dream sailings for September 8th and 11th, and the one ship they just got back today they cut it a day short so they lost their fourth day or you know they one less day than normal uh they got back to port canaveral kicked everybody off and then they took off uh they fueled up hit the road uh crew aboard they're gonna head towards like cozumel jamaica just to ride out the storm and then right after they left shortly after that the fantasy rolled into port canaveral kicked everybody off a day early two days early two days early and then they're headed that way as well rumor has it is that they're going to try to get around the tip of florida and over into the western caribbean for calmer waters um now do we know if those people are going to get a refund uh losing a day are they going to get a discount on the following cruise excellent question derek so you get a refund for missed days um, so, like, if your cruise was just straight up canceled, you get your refund. Plus, you get to rebook your next cruise with 25% off. So, if you're familiar with Disney Cruise Line at all, that is a massive discount. That's a lot of money. Um, so, if it were me, I don't know about blackout dates. I don't know all the rules. Um, I didn't have enough time to really read them all because 
it's depressing to read about a 25% discount that you don't get. But man, I'd be looking at Alaska or the Mediterranean with my 25 discount or, you know, the Eastern Western fantasy, some of the more expensive cruises. So definitely not a three night dream with my 25% off. Um, so that's the big thing. Um, they, the dream actually, they went to Castaway first, so they wouldn't miss it because they were supposed to go there last. So they flipped the itinerary around, did Castaway, they went to Nassau and came back. They stopped at Castaway yesterday to pick up all of the, the crew that stays at Castaway, all the cast members. So they vacated Castaway, got everything ready. So the people on the dream got to go to Castaway and not get off and just everybody got on. So there was some neat pictures coming from the dream for that. So that's kind of the cruise line um, thing. Fantasy canceled the cruise. The Dream canceled two cruises. They're going to ride it out near Cozumel. Um, now let's go to the parks where, I mean, obviously the cruise line, they can't come in and out of Port Canaveral no matter where the hurricane goes. Hurricanes in Disney World it could be a huge effect, could be very minimal. Um, you, you don't see lots of flooding there, but the winds could get carried away if it's more direct. So hard to say what's going to happen, but... Um, Blizzard Beach is already said it's going to close over the weekend where Typhoon Lagoon is still open. I don't know if that makes any sense to, to me, but for some reason Typhoon Lagoon's more weatherproof, maybe. Maybe they just haven't put out the press release, Derek. I don't know. Thoughts no. on why Typhoon Lagoon wouldn't be closed? I, I'm assuming they might be playing it by ear, but it wouldn't surprise me if they both closed. Yeah, I mean, the one's closed. Why not close them both together? Um, as of right now... Night of Joy for the ninth is canceled. Night of Joy, for those that don't know, is the Christian music celebration that is held at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Um, Mickey's Not So Scary is canceled for September 10th. If you had a ticket for that, you get a refund, or you get to go to a different date, or you can go to a very merry party on a different date, or you can opt for a one-day park offer with a two-year expiration. So a lot of ors. Um, you can get your money back or roll it into something else. Um, they tied all the flags down on the castle today. They took down a lot of fence scrims. So all the construction zone where it's just fence and like the printed scrims, they took down all the scrims. So you could see through the construction fences in a lot of places, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and then MCO's closing Saturday at 5. Sanford's closing 5.15. Right now, that's the airport closure. So... Basically, if you're there, you can ride it out. Um, just maybe gather a few extra snacks to have in your room. Um, Disney does a good job taking care of you. But if you're on your way there or out, it's going to be tough. But it'd be easier just to stay put and then uh, enjoy the light crowds right before and after the hurricane. Well, we have a lot of friends and listeners uh, down in the Florida area, and I know some are evacuating, some are staying put. So if you are listening to this, because I don't know what else you have to do during a hurricane, uh, we want you, of course, to be safe. Feel free to send us pictures, and we'll post them, but absolutely take care of yourselves. And if you're at the parks, I know we have some uh, uh, listeners who are at the parks right now, and hopefully hopefully it doesn't hit hard, and, and the lines are down, and you have a uh, still a magical vacation, but the one thing I do love about Disney is that they do make it up to you with massive percentages off, uh, rolling into other vacations. So, Doug, I got to think that if this is your family's like once in a lifetime big vacation, oh, that's a tough blow. I know. I see 
like on Twitter, we have lots of people that we follow that are locals down there. And some of them are saying like, why would you even think of coming here for your vacation? Well, if you arrive like today, that's well ahead of the storm. Um, but if it's your once in a lifetime trip, I get it. I, your flight's not canceled. You can't just cancel your flight and move it for free until the airline cancels your flight. The resort's still there. I mean, Orlando's in the center. It's not right on the coast. On social media, though, the best thing I saw posted today was our guest Debbie Raises the other week. Her husband posted a picture of his hurricane preparations. It was a gallon jug of water and two packs of beef jerky. He said he was ready. So Sounds like a good man. I like it. Yeah. So we'll have to see how he turns out with his uh, beef jerky, if he has to share it with the kids or not. So there you go. There's our hurricane update. Well, I'm sure next week we'll be talking a little bit more about kind of what all happened, because right now it's mm-hmm. all speculation. But, of course, be safe, and uh, hopefully it turns around or at least dies down in size, uh, because right now it definitely is beating up the Bahamas and the Caribbean area. So, like you said, I do wonder what the cruises, not just Disney, but all the cruise lines mm-hmm. are going to go through in the next uh, year with itineraries and stuff like that. will be interesting. All right, well, let's move on to some other Disney news that we haven't been able to talk about. I know at the end, Doug, a little teaser, we are going to talk about the Disney streaming service, which has been a Mm -hmm. very hot topic. So we're going to get into that later because we could probably do like a two-part episode on that. But uh, let's get into some of the park news first off because a lot of things have been happening. And the first one, the most interesting, I think, is that there has been kind of a, a survey going around about the studios. Uh, formerly the MGM Studios, then the Disney Hollywood Studios, and now, Doug, they're working on their third name, and the survey went out with a list of names, and Doug, let's talk about those real quick. I have the list of names in front of let's me. Have I'm them, read them for you. Let's have them, yep, All read, right. them, read them. Disney's Kaleidoscope Park, Disney's Storyverse Park, Disney Hyper Park, Hyperia Park. Hyperion Park. Hyperion Park, there you go. I can't even say it right. Disney oh, Beyond that's... Park. Disney's Cinemagic Park, Disney's Legends Park, Disney XL Park, and Disney's Cinemagin Park. So those are all the names that were on the survey. And the interesting thing is that, I mean, they take these surveys very literally. So when you are voting, if you get one of those, I mean, that that is going into a collection. So uh, if you're having fun thinking of a fake name, don't do that because there's a chance that, that everyone else does that and we have a bad name. But, Doug, what are your thoughts on the possible name for MGM slash Hollywood Studios? Well, my favorite out of the list, if I have to pick one, would be Hyperion just because it has a Disney tie, um, there's some history there. It's not just pulled out of thin air like all the others. I just don't get what they're going with with Storyverse and Kaleidoscope and Beyond. That just seems like they're finding adjectives to, to name things. The worst one, though, I may cry if it becomes the name, would be the XL. I agree. Like, I just for real like xl first of all it's not bigger than the animal kingdom so i don't know that you can name it that but xl really come on disney you can do better than that it's like they had their b team whip up a survey and throw it out there Derek, which one did you like the best uh i agree with you that xl is by far the worst i think they had an extra space 
you know, you had to pick one and it gave you a list of like eight and they're like, yeah, we got oh. seven. Let's throw one more in there. How about XL? So, well, we got to uh, have eight. I actually don't like any of them on the list. I've kind of been stuck with what I've thought it's been this whole time because they've been really hitting Disney's California adventure. I think you're going to see like a Disney's Hollywood adventure or yeah. movie adventure. That's I think the word adventure is going to get in there somehow, kind of keeping that cross-branding since those parks are very similar. Uh, I yep. don't mind the Disney's Legends Park. I, because I, you know, with the Star Wars and Toy Stories, those are kind of legends. You know, Indiana Jones. Maybe I could see it if I had to pick yeah. one from that list. But I really don't think any of these on the list is is going to happen. I hope not. I, hope I, not. I could see Hyperion being my only one I could live with out of that list. I like the ones that say adventure, um, just to kind of be similar to the California Adventure Park. You know, Disney's Hollywood Adventure Park. I think is no brainer. I think it's simple rebranding, not too crazy. People will still say the studios for about a decade. People and still then they'll say probably MGM. Change it again. Yeah, that's you, Derek. That's no, you. there's plenty of people that still call yeah, it MGM. Yeah, there are. In basic conversation I have, there's there's plenty. Do you correct them all the time? Sometimes. But sometimes all I just the time. St- you got to always all correct. All the time? Okay. Put your nose in the air and always correct, Derek. That's how we get better. Okay. As a society. Well, let's uh, stay in the studios here for a little bit uh, because we have a lot of other things that are happening right now. And, of course, um, we can start with the closing of the Great Movie Ride, a uh, attraction that you and I thankfully got to do when we went. So really mm-hmm. glad for that and one that my family got to do back in February. So I'm glad I got to ride it one more time. It was an attraction that needed an update, but it is going all mouse. So, Doug, tell us a little bit about uh, the big news there. So, yeah, they announced at D23. They were going to – they actually didn't announce that they're closing the Great Movie Ride. They just announced the new attraction. They didn't really announce where it was going, but it was like the writing's on the wall, but we're not going to say it. Um, but then a couple days later, they announced the official closing date for the Great Movie Ride and that it would be replaced by Mickey's Runaway Railway Railroad. Runaway Railroad or Goofy's Mickey's 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 Goofy's the conductor but good Goofy's Railroad evidently he hired Goofy which is questionable um but yeah they closed the great movie ride it was the last remaining opening day attraction at the studios so essentially the studios is no more from opening day Indiana Jones was shortly after opening day um, Muppets had a different attraction opening day. It was where Ariel's actually at now. So that was all that that was left. Um, so it's kind of sad to see it go. It was a great people eater, high capacity. So I really worry about the time during this refurb of where are those couple thousand people going to go um, during the day. You know, something like almost 40% of the people that attend the studios go on this attraction. Perfect air conditioner and the heat. Yeah, it's good It's a great, like, fifth fast pass to get. Yeah, it really is. It's, like, the only option, too. And now that is gone. So, I don't know what you do. It was a great, great ride. It needed an update. I don't know that it had to be replaced. I wasn't asking for it to be replaced ever, like some other rides, Stitch. But... You know, it got it got the axe. I'm okay with that. I'm not gonna shed a tear. And hopefully, Mickey's new railway thing is a hit. Hopefully, it's a people eater and it's well air conditioned. 
Well, the one thing I was disappointed about is usually Disney gives a lot of time when they say, hey, we're going to get rid of this attraction in six months. So come ride it. You know, when I did um, mm-hmm. uh, Tower of Terror out in California this last November, you know, we had known for a while it's going to become Guardians and they kind of ripped out the outside before the inside. So I got to ride it one more time, thankfully. Now here it was like, hey, in two weeks, this ride's going to be gone. So people, you know, annual pass holders had to, you know, get down there quickly to yeah. ride it one more time. Uh, if that was one of your must do attractions, I'd, like I said, I'm glad we did it and my family got to do it. So I uh, wish Disney would have, you know, prepped a little bit more for that one. But then again, with the studios, get on with it. so much in construction right now. I mean, there, there's almost no rides to do. It's, it no. literally is becoming a half-day park. So hopefully they flip this quickly. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be shorter, that they're going to gut mm-hmm. like a third of the track, kind of like they did over in Journey to Imagination. So it's going to be a shorter ride. Uh, and uh, But it does sound cool. 2.5D, uh, some really cool moving sets. Yeah. Some of the... Uh, the, I've seen on YouTube some of the, the ways they're moving and doing some digital mapping. Really cool, state-of-the-art stuff. Uh, I'm not sold on the version of Mickey that they're using. They're using the kind of the, the new age Disney XD tween Mickey, where I like the I classic like Mickey. You like him. I'm I more, like him. I've, I have pre- Honorary. Honorary. I have preschoolers. I like the uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Mickey, so... Oh dear! But talk about another no. attraction that needs. An you update. get him at another attraction. Yes, so that, that that's needs a, that majorly needs an update. But uh, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm definitely going to give it a chance and excited to ride it when it when it does open up. Hopefully, it opens up quickly and they can flip this one because that is a lot of people eating that they need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of the big things at the studios. The other thing is they announced a new land. And so what land is that? Grand Avenue. Did you know that was coming, Derek? Were you I, ready for that? I was so excited. Actually, I'm kind of shocked with Grand Avenue. I feel yeah. that we can talk about it a it's, little bit more, but it's kind of right there squished in, into all the Star yeah. Wars stuff. Basically, it's between Star Tours and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, it's Muppets Courtyard was renamed into Grand Park. And then the street next to it is Grand Avenue, but the whole land is Grand Avenue. I don't know. It doesn't make much sense. It's where the new pub house is going to be, the beer, craft beer place. And uh, they're going to probably retheme Rizzo's a little bit, even though they just got done doing that. Um, doesn't matter because new... it does. it's not open late enough anyway. That's for true. You it closes I. at 4. I don't understand why you stay open from like 1.30 to 4. What? Who does that serve? But... Uh, uh, it's just kind of a weird area, and you know the studios is a disaster when it comes to being the studios, which is why they need a name like Disney XD Park or XL Park. XL, XL. Um, because so there was a meme going around Twitter and Facebook with Drew Carey from Whose Line Is It Anyway when he talked about how you know the rule rules are made up and the points don't count. It was the lands are made up and the theme doesn't count, which was spot on, absolutely spot on. Um, because of the hurricane, they had to take the scrims down today on the fences so they could look into that area. There are some pictures floating around the, the old interweb. And, uh, I mean, it looks nice. It's really well-themed. It's supposed to be like a street in Los Angeles with, you know, warehouses converted to lofts because we need lofts in Disney World or something. I don't know. But nothing real iconic, nothing real eye-catching. It is simply going to be a people holder and transition space 
is its purpose. So, well, the moving one, on. The one rumor <laughs> I've heard, and we'll use this as a transition to our next land, is that just like they do a cool Muppet show over at the Magic Kingdom right now by the Hall of Presidents, there's a rumor floating around that they're going to bring that same technology uh, over to the studios to be able to do a Muppet show, but... It's going to be via Star Wars, which reminds me of the Muppet Babies episodes where you have Gonzolo and Kermit Skyhopper and uh, Princess Piggy. And so if they do that, I'm Mm -hmm. on board and I will watch that and it will be a perfect transition, I think, from Star Tours into the Star Wars land. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun for kids and stuff. So if they do that, I'm excited and I'm on board. But if not... I just got that whole area and turned into a massive Star Wars expansion. Why not? Muppets in space, right? Just Muppets in space. The best thing you said about that whole thing was they're bringing the same technology over. It's Derek, people it's with puppets. I know, yes. I, <laughs> so one other thing in the studios before we um, get into the new lands, um, they did announce today um, some new holiday things featured they're really going to decorate the echo lake area gertie is going to get i don't know a santa hat or something this year and they're going to do a projection show on the tower of terror that runs continuously in the evenings christmas time and it's got different things going on so that'll be really interesting check out the holidays at the studios i think they got enough feedback saying where are the lights where are the lights aren't there lights here i saw some lights once where are those lights that they're trying to do something and the other parts of the park that still remain um, just to hopefully make things go over a little bit better. Well, that sounds really cool. I'm, I'm glad they're doing that because I am one who misses the lights. Well, let's talk about the other two lands that are, you know, forming right now. And it looks like Toy Story Land has got a roller coaster. You know, it's, <laughs> it does. It, it's there. It's built. I'm actually very impressed with all those set pieces I've seen online. And they haven't set an exact date yet, an opening day, but uh-huh. it looks like... You know, sometime May of next year, looking right around oh, that area. That would be nice if it was May of next year. Uh, I think worst case scenario, it slides back to near the 4th of July. We'll know more, I think, in the next three months. They'll probably want to start announcing stuff um, so that they can generate some bookings for May. They won't want to wait all the way till Christmas to make an announcement. They want people to book their trips over Thanksgiving and Christmas. So they'll probably make an announcement before Thanksgiving, I hope. But it looks like it's progressed real well. A lot of dirt work left to do but to pave the roads. But the coaster's all the way in. The alien saucer ride just about all the way in. It looks like a gift shop restaurant possibly has some more work. They're painting that giant picket fence and... I really like I like the theme. Everything I see so far really does look like it's going to be what they want, which is fully immersive. You are in Andy's backyard. They have a whole new entrance area to Toy Story Midway Mania, which was something I was wondering for a while. I'm like, would you have to leave the land? No, they're going to have a different entrance back there. I think that's really cool. Flipping around. Yep. And so everything is looks like it's good to go. Unlike its counterpart next door, which is behind schedule. (sighs) way behind behind it's it's as if the empire can't get there you know let's get this death star online folks i think we're on one of the critics not there to push it along that's the problem we lost him on scarif that's a good reference for people who have seen rogue one i like it try so yeah star wars is behind that's really all there well, is here's to talk about the there. interesting thing is california 
it's it's on schedule and it's supposed to be yeah. uh may of 2019 and it sounds like uh the florida version is october 2019 yeah. which i hope because we've been planning a family vacation october 2019 for a long time now that's going to be our big mickey's not so scary uh, and now we're going to have to end up adding Star Wars in it. So we're going to have to spend like three days waiting in line for a ride each at Star Wars. Because you know that's the, the line the for map. your fast pass wristband. Right. There. Three days to get your wristband, yeah, to, get to get your fast pass there. Come on. It's and it's just just to think <laughs> of the studios. I mean, that is going to there's going to be a lot of people in that park, especially in October. So uh, hopefully, you know, one of the reasons why they're behind is maybe figuring out what you said earlier, where all the strollers going to go and everything. Grand so, Avenue. That, yeah, that's why they, Grand that, Avenue. that actually makes sense. So uh, I can see doing something very similar. So it is themed after a street in Los Angeles, bumper to bumper strollers, theming. Perfect. Done. Doug figured it out. Doug has figured out the why the Imagineers are behind. They don't know what to do with strollers. And here Doug has figured it out for them. Got it all figured out. Well, but besides that, they do have some renderings and some pictures online of the of the area. Looks really cool. Two entrances right now uh, for the Florida project, three for California. So a lot of questions on how the people are going to get in and out. I know if you've been to the Avatar Land, uh, it is congested. So uh, I'm sure that is part of part of the problem right now. I'm sure it's just you know trying to figure out how to move all these people. And maybe that's why they're trying to flip things like uh, the Mickey's uh, ride and everything. Just got to get people on other sides of the park. Yep. Hey, they're the best at moving people in the world, trust me. So if anybody can do it, it's Disney. I have faith. So does that that do it for the studios, Derek? That is is everything for the studios. We spent quite a bit of time in there. We do have another park I want to look at because... Hop on a friendship boat and head on over. Head on over to the boat we missed multiple times on our own trip. We got our steps in, though. We did. We got a lot of miles. My knees are still hurting, so uh, I know... We made it like... Minutes. I know. So you, for those who don't know, you can walk from Epcot to the studios or vice versa if you want to, which we did. Uh, and so we're going to walk on over to Epcot and talk about Universe of Energy, aka the new Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. And I think a lot of people are like, "What, Ellen's? What? What's that? Energy? I, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's closed. I didn't even know it was there. open. It's the coolest show building." left in epcot other than imagination really because horizons was cool and that's gone world of motion was it's gone so energy is still there it is now going to be gone they're going to save the building though it sounds like for the queue for a guardians of the galaxy roller coaster so we go from a 45 minute nap to a roller coaster that's definitely an upgrade on the thrill side um ellen and bill nye did an excellent job edutaining us however when you don't update a ride for almost two decades or more more than two decades like especially about something like energy where they're talking about wind power and solar panel and like things have changed when i can ride it and go like if that is way out of date um it's not good the dinosaurs were cool but that was that was about it that was it the dinosaurs were cool i never wrote it I always just missed it because I I knew it was there, and I'd always think, I'm going to get back to the front of the park, and I never would. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you go to an attraction and on your way in the entrance, the cast members are standing there going like, this is 45 minutes. There's a restroom over there. You might want to go like when they're telling people that to go in. That's like, mm, do I want to do this? We we wrote it on our last long trip. So the kids have done it. Michelle did it again and went like, mm-hmm, that's why I tell people not to do it. Good job proving my point. So, and on its last day in operation, it wasn't even like full. Like, you know, some of these attractions, when they know you're going away, they get huge crowds, huge lines. Uh, they couldn't even get Ellen's to capacity. It also broke down three times during the day. So it was time to say goodbye to the universe of energy. Yeah, I think it's actually a good upgrade. I know we talked about this at D23. I'm I'm excited. I know Epcot is really changing its theme from what it originally was. And like the studios, it's losing, you know, a handful of original attractions. But I like <laughs> what they're bringing in. They, they understand what the future of the theme park uh, needs, some of those intellectual properties. I mean, they have them. They yep. have Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar. Let's use some of these to help boost a, a park that really does need help and i think i think uh what is it october 1st is when um epcot's big uh i can't 35 remember years 35 years i couldn't think of how 35 old 35 years th- old there's a lot of rumors that they're going to announce even more stuff that's going to be coming to epcot and i'm really excited because i know you and i being in that park saw that they needed a lot of upgrades so well hopefully... they did announce something today oh did Derek. i miss something I they announced that they're making the uh, holidays around the world an official Epcot festival. Oh yes, you did text me that. That's exciting. When, which is hilarious because back when we were talking about festivals um, on our show, we talked about there's three festivals. You know, you have the arts festival, of the arts that's fairly new, food and wine, and flower and garden. And then we had talked about like, is there do they do food at Christmas time? And then uh, Alex, who's on last week, he uh, immediately texted when he listened to say they do have special food at the holidays because he's he is our fact checker. Um, at least for me, he likes to text message and well, actually he texts Michelle to yell at me for what I say wrong. So anybody out there that wants to correct me, just text Michelle and she'll yell at me later for it. That's a whole side note, but. Um, so he was saying, like, yeah, they already do the special food for Christmas. They leave some of the booths up. So now they're just making it legit. Instead of it, like, being that illegitimate festival, now it's a real named festival, basically. It's the way to look at this. Well, besides food, is they announce anything else that they're going to be doing with it? Holidays around the world will now become Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. So there's going to be a Chippendale Christmas tree spree. It's a scavenger hunt, which, of course, costs you $7 to do. They're still having candlelight processional, the tag on the end of illuminations, food booths, and we know nothing else at this time. So basically, no, it's the same thing. It's just it's been official. It's officially indoctrinated into the family of festivals. One of these days, I don't know when, Epcot's going to have a festival all 12 months of the year. I know, right? That was really nice walking around Epcot without a festival, though, in June. There was so much space. I hadn't been there in a non-festival time for years, and it just was weird. 
That's why we go every February. There's no festival, and that will probably only be that way for another year or two. I don't know. I think you were there. The Festival of the Arts probably going to expand into Yeah, it was just ending. They had a couple of booths that they were kind of getting rid of at the time we were there. So if they push that out for another couple weeks, then, yeah, we'll have a festival all the time. That'll be on our next uh, news update, I'm sure, because they they seem to be adding all sorts of things. So uh, besides that, at Epcot and Ellen's, anything else? Well, we're getting Ratatouille. We talked about that with the Mm -hmm. French thing. You know, the change in direction at Epcot, I loved Epcot growing up. Um, I like the idea, the message, the edutainment. But Epcot's been dead for a while. Epcot hasn't been Epcot for 20 years. I mean, you put Nemo into the seas. Mission Space is not Horizons in any way, shape, or form. Uh, World of Motion used to educate. like It taught you how we learned how to motor ourselves around. Now, Test Track is fun and cool, but it doesn't really teach us much a little bit about aerodynamics and efficiency but more about breaking hard and jerking you around so i mean so the people that are mad about guardians just you know i don't know grab a dole whip take a chill pill enjoy if anything it will definitely be something that boosts numbers and Mm -hmm. uh the crazy thing with california adventure is as much as people were upset about tower terror leaving guardians uh breakout is the number one attraction out of the both uh, U.S. parks, of all the U.S. parks. Uh, the line there, the amount of people that they're getting, the reviews that they're getting, it is a phenomenal attraction. I can't wait to check it out myself. But there's definitely a want for this. And so yep. Disney knows what they're doing. If it's doing that well at one park, they're going to bring uh, – I'm glad they're bringing something different over. They're not just repurposing Tower of Terror. But it is an IP that's really hot right now, and that's not just because of Chris Pratt. It, you know, They're good movies, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to have some longevity at Epcot. I agree. Ah, let's, yay, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Well, speaking of Marvel movies like Guardians of the Galaxy, Netflix has announced, uh, or not Netflix, well, Netflix did announce with Disney that they are officially getting rid of all of their Disney products off Netflix. That's Marvel. That's uh, Lucasfilm. That's all the Disney IPs. They are all going bye-bye. And so... Why? Because Disney is building their own streaming service. So there's going to be a Disney version of Netflix. And the reason why we waited so long to talk about this is because we really wanted more information. They kind of announced it and then just didn't give us anything more with it. Uh, and they really haven't given us any much more except that they are officially pulling all the Star Warses and uh, from from Netflix. But this is a huge announcement, a big change in broadcasting and kind of how we consume content. And so I'm really uh, interested to hear uh, your opinion, Doug. And then I also want to know whether or not you're going to buy this new streaming service uh, because it is definitely a game changer in the industry. It is. They have a lot of product. Do we call it product in this? They have a lot of material, a lot of movies, TV shows, I a mean, lot of content. Content. There, that's the word I'm looking for. A lot of content. So they're a big player in this, and I think the big thing that could happen is you wonder if Disney does this. Well, is Comcast next? You know, with Universal and all of their properties. 
So, you know, it, it's a slippery slope. It will be interesting to see what all they offer on this platform, um, how much original content they give us. Uh, the thing that would get me really interested, one, they have the original Marvel series on Netflix now. And they do pretty well. So not sure how those move over because they're made like aren't they produced by Netflix or like Netflix has some sort of stake in those Marvel. They're probably just going to stop production of no, those I, series. I, just I'm, end, right? No, because Disney can still pull them and keep producing because it's still okay. they own the Marvel. Uh, they're just Disney would have to produce them. It, okay, they just, just moving money. Some. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, if they can offer some original content, and I would imagine the rumors of a television star Wars series, I could see it debuting on this. Absolutely. I could see that being the huge driving factor to get eyeballs. And they need something like that because, uh, it's kind of hit and miss right now on all the reddits and all the forums. Uh, people are yay and nay more, more. I see a lot more nays because who wants another subscription? I mean, when you have HBO and prime and Hulu and Netflix, I can't you know, remember all my passwords already. Yeah. If, like, they, if uh, I, I save them all, it's all saved on my phone. So if like, it's like, you know, I type down. in somewhere just, on a computer. Yeah. I can't true. get in. I'm not watching. Uh, good thing Game of Thrones is over, so I don't have to remember that password anymore for HBO. But, you know, we do. We have a lot of streaming services. And it gets to the scary point where it's like, oh, is it just cheaper to go back and spend $100 a month on cable? And so that's a fear that a lot of people are having is that if Comcast and Disney, I mean, you already know that CBS is doing that this fall with their, uh, they're launching their Star Trek show only on their streaming service. And so you're having all these other network and broadcast entities do the same thing to where it is worrisome that it's going to be cheaper to get uh, cable. So you're going to kind of have the reverse cord cutting effect that we've uh, started going through. So, But on the other side, it could be really successful for Disney. I think you are correct. If they have a Star Wars show that is phenomenal and drives people just like HBO started doing, you know, with original content with The Sopranos years ago, people were buying just for one show and you're seeing it with Netflix, but they're actually adding a lot more shows. So if Disney has some original content on top of that, if they have all their old Disney Channel original movies, if they have uh, some of their old shows like Darkwing Duck or DuckTales that I can introduce my kids to. I think that'd be really great as long as with all their new product, all their XD stuff and Disney Junior, of course. And then the icing on the cake is all the Marvel movies, all the uh, all the Star Wars, you know, all the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, And then you're thinking, oh, now I'm saving money because I'm one of those guys that still buy Blu-ray Star Wars movies. Now I'm saving money. I don't have to buy. I just have that's that's like a month and a half subscription, depending on they haven't announced a price yet. So that's one way I look. I know I know myself well enough to know that I'm going to buy this streaming service uh, no matter, you know, I can't say no matter what the cost. But I mean, fifteen dollars a month or so, I would definitely get it. I have young kids, especially if they have some Disney Junior type stuff. Uh, I'm all I'm all in. Yeah, my girls watch a lot of the Disney Channel app um, now, and so they'll go watch all of Hannah Montana or something that was on prior to their time, and or even Stevens was one that they were watching the other day, 
And so right now on the apps, they'll offer up one or two old series at a time and kind of rotate through what's available. So I could see them doing something like that, like month to month, a different series is there for people to binge on. Um, but I think it's definitely something my family would utilize. It will be interesting to see how ESPN is mixed into this, what kind of sports programming you may get with streaming. Because if I can get all my sports programming this way, Ooh, that would be that would be game changing for me, because um, that's basically the reason I have cable is to watch sports. Even if the USA men's soccer game the other night, I only had in Spanish, so I had to watch the Spanish broadcast. I brushed up on a few words like goal. That was a good one. I learned goal in Spanish. It's goal. I learned so, something new. I don't know if that's right or not. I took French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. So, you know, I could definitely see my family doing it. Um, the one question that I don't know is if they'll continue their relationship with Stars. That is their premium cable per movie provider. They don't do HBO or Cinemax or Showtime. It's Stars that gets all the Disney, um, Lucas, and Marvel movies. And that's like a huge chunk of what they show. So that would really affect kind of the landscape of the premium movie channels, which I don't know how this doesn't affect the landscape of everything television-wise. It definitely does, and all the eyeballs are on it right now on what they do. I mean, this is one of those things that theoretically could put a Stars out of business if people are canceling yeah. their cable. And I mean, Stars mm-hmm. does have Outlander, I believe that's yeah, kind of their big hit, and uh, Power and Survivor's Remorse. There's okay. all kinds. Of, so they have, so they do have some content have that could keep them. But just yeah. like they're they're trying to bank on subscriptions. You know, Showtime is working with Prime, trying to bank on. They're trying to find additional revenue services, and that's what it all comes down to. Is if you look at the revenue stream that Netflix was giving to Disney, that every quarter it was dropping between one and three percent. So uh, Netflix is paying a lot less, and Disney's getting a lot less for what they want out of it, and it all comes down to dollars and cents and you know the thing about Disney is they've hired some really talented uh, tech people and they bought out a couple smaller startup tech firms that are doing some really cool thing in the streaming side of it so they're going to go all in and they're going to throw a lot of money at this they already have they they spent like a billion dollars on a, a piece of tech that it's it's not on my mind I can look it up later uh, but it's really cool what they can do and it's state-of-the-art streaming and how they can do it uh, definitely going to be a game changer with Disney Disney's looking at with sports. You're talking about ESPN, so this is could be a solid way to get all your sports via your phone because that's how the next generation is really watching anything is via phone and tablet. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, it's just sad. Yeah, I know. I I still have a, theater, I still have a kids. big screen. So uh, hey, I mean, speaking of theaters, we're having the worst uh, movie run in 25 years right now. The last three weekends, so and there's been some great movies. Okay, maybe not the last couple weekends, but no. But it, this is going to be. They're they're predicting that this year might be one of the worst years in movie theater attendance in over over 10 years and so that's just showing you that people are not wanting to spend the money on theaters instead they like being able to watch any kind of content in their home and so if people are diehard star wars fans they're gonna wait and you know maybe spend the 15 dollars a month i mean disney is making money no matter what you know uh, along those lines alden watched avatar for the first time on an ipad an ipad mini i kind of feel bad for him 
because you didn't get to watch it on a big screen in 3D. So we might have to pop it in on a TV. At least then he gets, you know, a big screen TV experience of Avatar. But we wanted him to watch it before he goes to the park yeah. and sees Avatar. And on a little tiny screen, it's just not the same. No, that was the best, worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, visually, I'm glad I saw in theaters. And it was one of those movies you have to see in theaters with the glasses. Mm -hmm. But the the plot was terrible. I don't know how James Cameron's going to milk two, three, four, five out of the the series. I mean, he already started production. Let's hope he does. Which is great for Disney. And somehow I'm sure that will end up on the Disney app as well. Uh, so we'll kind of see where it goes, but definitely an interesting time in broadcasting. Uh, hopefully it all works out because the people that win or lose are you and I, uh, the consumers, because in the end we want to pay as little money as possible to get all the shows and all the content that we want. That's right. All for free, Derek. Well, there, there are That's ways to do that for free. Happen. In fact, they just released a statement today. Uh, Game of Thrones is the number one most illegally downloaded show. And this last season had 1.2 billion illegal downloads. So how do you track illegal downloads that accurately? I don't like, know. I don't. That I just baffles me. I, like, yeah. If you know about them, do something about them. Uh, I, it's, it's, there's people smarter than you and I who are I, able to download i mean they're hacking things i don't know what a hack thing i'm not smart enough to not pay like yes i don't know what like i'm just ah, okay here's my money here's my here's my theater well now with all the theaters having reserved seats i mean i booked my theater seat three months in advance and i just mark it on the calendar oh i'm anxiously awaiting when they announce that they're going to release star wars tickets because i got to have a plan need to get on right at the right time to get the right showing in the right theater. I was actually at California Adventure when Rogue One tickets went online. And I wasn't able to. I texted my friend. I was like, just please get them. Get them for us. Uh, and he did. So uh, very good. thankful for good that. Friend. So that that is always my backup plan if I'm at a Disney park when that happens. Is just have people on text message. The IOU. Stressful. I understand. Well, if it comes out when you, I mean, you're going to be at the parks over Thanksgiving. That happens. Let me know. Okay. You can join us. You have to get up at 3 a.m. to buy tickets for me. That's what I expect. I, I can do that. Okay. I'm yeah. Yeah. I can get up. I can't stay up till 3 a.m., but I can get up at 3 a.m. Okay. I'm the morning person. So uh, that is kind of all the big news that we have, but we definitely want to hear from you, especially on this streaming service. What do you think? Are you going to get it? Are you not going to get it? Or are you kind of waiting and seeing, which I think a lot of people are doing? But it definitely uh, will be an interesting time, if nonetheless, for broadcasting and content. And in the end, the most important thing is that we get an awesome Star Wars show that is Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad type caliber that you can see on the app. That That's it. That's all I care that's right. about. That's all we want. If they do that everyone's buying it so hopefully someone from disney is listening and hopefully that idea has already been out there and we're not just the last ones you know saying it so hopefully they're planning that one in advance i'm sure they are derek they always listen yes well if you are thinking about taking a disney trip or even have questions about you know going in hurricane season or not season because one thing we didn't mention doug is there are some discounts going in early september uh prices are a little bit cheaper and so that's why a lot of people do book during this time of year that's right because it's hurricane season it's a little cheaper 
it is, which is which is smart to do. I I know uh, I have some friends that like to book during this time of year. So if you are looking to book a trip, we recommend Michelle McKnight. She is not only the sponsor of the show, she is the rope drop queen, and she can definitely help you plan your magical vacation, uh, especially not in hurricane season. That's why we go every February. And if you have her during hurricane season, one of answers, she had people on the dream like she had emailed them prior to them even being off. She had a contingency plan for if they wanted to add a day at Disney or if they wanted to do this. So it's something where you may not be able to sit on the phone because you're trying to, you know, enjoy what's left of your vacation. Let your travel agent take care of the uh, changes that have to happen because of the weather. She spent all day today on the phone. Um, she had two phones going for a while, one with Disney Cruise Line, one with Disney World. It's been bananas. So that's one reason, really, book with a travel agent um, that knows what they're doing. They can really help you through these times. You just worry about either staying safe or getting home or enjoying your vacation while they take care of a lot of the details. That is a perfect response. She is awesome to work with. So that is all the time that we have for Robe Drop Radio. But if you are facing hurricane conditions, uh, of course, we are thinking and praying for you guys. Be safe. Stay inside. Listen to a bunch of podcasts. And uh, hopefully it blows away. We'll know more this weekend and probably talk more about it next week. But for Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you for listening to Robe Drop Radio. Please subscribe to our show, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Have a good night.